This is the Fox Motorsports Supercars Podcast with your host, the Pit Lane Rogue. Welcome everyone to the post Townsville Fox Motorsports Supercar Podcast. It was a massive Did that week. Did say the Pit Lane Low? Rogue. We're going to start Rogue. that. Oh. <laughs> We've started off well. All right. Have you been thinking he's going to the pit lane Logue all this time? Oh, well. Of course not. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, again to the uh, Post Townsville Supercar podcast. Uh, joined today by Will Dale from foxsports.com.au. Uh, welcome, Will. Hello, pit lane Logue. <laughs> uh, also by Erebus Motorsports, David Reynolds. Welcome, Mr. Reynolds. Thank you for having me again. And we have a very special guest, uh, a man that needs no introduction, but hell, we're going to do it anyway. A man of numerous radio and TV shows, all coincidentally, that has his name attached to it. Supercar tragic broadcaster, newsmaker, man of the people, podcasters. Can you smell what Paul Murray is cooking? <laughs> G'day, assholes. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> prime Minister. You're going to be the next Prime Minister, I reckon. Well, born to rule, mate. Born to rule. <laughs> born to rule. Dictatorship. That's it. <laughs> uh, well, boys, Thank there you was... Thank you for getting me on. I'm yeah, no, very ha- excited, excited to be here. Happy to have you on. Boys, there was one big topic that started off the, the Townsville weekend, and a bombshell was dropped with Lowndes pulling up full-time driving at the end of this year. Uh, I know you boys have... Uh, Dave, I know you've had a little bit to say about it as well. What, what, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I think I'm the actually only honest opinion out there these days because everyone else didn't really say what they thought. And it, when you when you watch it, it's clear. It's so clear that he is being half pushed out or pushed out entirely. But just just you judging by his body language, what he says, um, you know, he uh, never never really said it was his own idea. He always referred to role and, and the team and I made the decision and it was just clear cut for me it was I'm actually a little bit disappointed because I love Lansy I think he's great for the sport and to, to see him go in this way it's a bit weird because he had 18 months left on his deal um, and I, I, honestly I don't know why it's happening it's kind of a real head scratcher for me and a lot of people Will what, what were your thoughts it was a bit of a shock, to be honest. Like, all the noise that he's made this year, like, he's competitive again, he's happy in the car, he's built that relationship with Irish. He's on form, and he's a, he's he's once again a guy that's threatening for wins and podiums, and with a few things going his way, that fourth championship could potentially have been been there for the taking this year or next. And Do you remember, do you remember a few weeks ago, or was it a month ago or something, how... Um Phelps, he wrote that article about him retiring, and then he came out and said that's how bad journalism that is and whatnot. I acutely remember then, that moment. Yeah. <laughs> Do you? I think everyone does. And then, like, um, he's kind of backflipped on his own <laughs> own thing, kind of like what Paul and Hanson did. Hey, Paul. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> but look, look, guys, I, I, think, I think that the biggest giveaway that what's happened here is the massive shove is Triple A. Like them, loathe them, whatever. The one thing they are very good at is marketing. Yes. This is a uh, this is a uh, this is a team that if they had planned to uh, to bounce Lounsey or Lounsey had decided to go, they would have sold t shirt. They would have had uh, they would have had a whole series of you know thank you banners and stuff around Lounsey. Instead, no, they didn't. Instead, this thing was going to come out somehow, some way. Uh, the replacement was probably going to be mentioned at some point, somewhere too. So quick, let's get out in front, do the little thing. 
um, people were uh, were genuinely surprised because they you know, it all happens 10 o'clock on the Friday morning. It doesn't happen yeah. at a home track. It happens at the home state. Um, you know, the kids aren't aware of it, all of this stuff. And that's all the stuff that is the sign of a shove and trying to get out in front of it before, most likely, the journo who had it right a few months ago gets it right again. And can I just say, I think Triple Eight Mass is, has done something pretty serious here because Lowndes is the connection to Brock. And by by shooting Bambi the way that they have, and you, know, you can tell me that Enduro driving and all the rest of it, but this is a bloke who, as you said, he was winning buddy races, and to shove him under the bus the way they did, I find is a disgrace, and I think fans are now up for grabs, and they're going to end up with Dave. I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll bloody open. Mate, you, you're 100% right, though. Everything you said is basically, you've hit the nail on the head. Well, that's my thing. Oh, I'm, glad, I'm glad we got where you were on. The posters? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this will be my one and only appearance, and my pass will get cancelled, most likely. But you know, but I, I just, I just think you just can join the dots by looking. Obviously, like, where was the marketing around it? Where was the thank you lounge? This was his own thing. Instead, no, it was a shove out at the start of the round, and then they hoped that the results that they got on the weekend would become the story. That's what it became, meaning people didn't chase. What the heck's going on here? And I, I just think that a bloke who's won this many Bathursts, who is the link back to Brock, who's done so much for the sport, good, bad or indifferent, terrible days, good days, he's the smilingest bloke, who, who, who uh, is the best example to other drivers about how to behave at all times in terms yes. of uh, media performance. He deserves a, a goodbye lap at every single track. Not, he does. Uh, not, not, not a few on the way out. And Absolutely. Like, uh, uh, and when, what, sorry, you guys go. Oh, the, point you, the point you make, I mean, he, like, the way that this was handled, it just seems, like you say, it's very, very strange. And it's Craig Lowndes retiring. It's a big standalone story. It's something that you put that anywhere in the media cycle. You should be able to put that anywhere in the media cycle. And if you're going to put it anywhere... The last place you would put it is at the start of a race weekend when you know the story is going to get trampled in the next, could potentially be trampled 20 minutes later. Yeah, 100%. Like, why would you do it that way? story in an off weekend. Yeah. So, I mean, would the story have been better placed this week leading into Ipswich next week, which is his home event? Yeah, but I just... Sorry, you go, David. I'm talking too much. No, no, no. Your 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 um, input's valid. You're it all, doesn't sense. really matter when they say it. It's 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 the biggest. It's going to be the biggest story of the year, regardless of who wins Bathurst or or who wins the championship. It's still probably a bigger story. Sure, it's a January opinion. story. It's a story you roll out in January, and then you have that momentum. Like like you said, Paul, you can Craig can go to every track and say goodbye to the fans at every venue they go to, and he won't get well, that chance and, and, now. Well, and also the sport, the way that it markets itself in the lead-up to each race is to get people to turn up. It's, you know, there's the racing, there's the rock, and you'd be able to throw in the, and say goodbye to Lowndes. That's how you can sell a few more tickets, make it a bit more uh, this, bit more special. And look, that's obviously what they'll try to do from, from, next, uh, from next round on. But, I mean, you guys all saw. I mean, I obviously don't have the same interaction you guys do, and I'm just, you know, the bloke sitting back in his undies on the couch. <laughs> is the, uh, <laughs> is the, but but you saw you saw when he when he when he when he kicked and found that little bit of form, you could see that this was a bloke who uh, knew he had a little bit more left in the tank. Probably not a huge amount of wins, but certainly a feeling that this wasn't just the third car that was there for sponsorship and to sell T-shirts. This was a car that may well have been able to, to work out how 
to become a genuine force. And, you know, for, for rounds and rounds and rounds, we'd all sort of enjoyed the story of how many you know, cars lounge had passed from 22nd to 12th or something. But it was good to start seeing him have that chat up the front. Sorry, even the dog's pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, like, what, what's... If they've done it so suddenly, what's the next announcement? Or, like, can we make some conspiracy of what are they going to come in the next couple of weeks? So there's got to be something coming to follow it. It can't just happen that suddenly and be done so oddly. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, you, you, you guys will know the inside on it. But, look, you know, I just think it's very dangerous. Whatever they announce after it, um, it's got to be a step up, not a step side, not a step down, and certainly not a, a, a step from left field. But... Um, yeah, we all know that's going to be exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things that we've that pit lane chatter is you know fairly uh, loud in in who the the replacement might be, but uh, you know obviously when it there's no confirmation yet, and it'll be interesting to see when it is confirmed what the um, you know with with all the chatter that's around uh, what the the fans think because I don't know is it a good thing is it a bad thing it's I don't know. Well, it's obviously that thing. Look, whoever they come up with, um, you know, okay, you know, someone's got to replace him. I get it, but the whole question is, uh, you know, about uh, about being pushed or not. And you know, Triple H's done a very good job of of not really letting too much get out about him being pushed. But in part, that's because, and it's no criticism of of, of, of you guys who have to work the lane all the time. But you know, it's the same as you know, politics or showbiz or anything else where. You know, the, you know, the Austral- Australia's a pretty small place, and our industries are pretty small places, and that means sometimes that um, you know, we don't quite want to call it as it is because that means we sort of have to bite down on a on a pretty big hand, and uh, that's why I respect people like Tavy and Betty and Daniel at Erebus. <laughs> you know, they're happy they're happy to gnaw on the hand that feeds mm. because that's how normal people hope for. So again, I'm not bagging the, the supercars media, but. I just, I just expected there to be a little bit more aggro after this, rather than just sort of, oh, okay, cool. So what did they say? Accepted for what it is. Yeah, yeah. The timing is for me was, as you say, it was unusual. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, should they have held off till you know, given him another year, and then held off until that? Well, as you say, that January window, and then announce it next year be his final year. I mean, to do it halfway through the year is is an is interesting timing. Uh, If you want to draw that parallel. If you want to draw that parallel with how Brock retired in 97, and arguably he also copped a bit of a shove as well, the timing of when that was announced, Brock went to... Brock still had a race meeting in every state in Australia, plus the Sandown 500 and Bathurst. So all the fans from all the states were would be able to track to at least one round and, try, and say their goodbye, see him race for that one last time. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. if you look at if you look at the schedule, yep, okay, for the rest of this season, yep, okay, New South Wales, Queensland, Victoria, South Australia, all ticked. Um, Tasmania, Western Australia, and Northern Territory left out in the cold. So, yeah. Well, even if the shove came as it did in this week, okay, let's imagine we can't do anything about the shove, but the shove's still going to happen. Um, mm. Okay, going into a home track at QR. The announcement should have popped up, um, you know, in a, in a more controlled manner, most likely in the, the papers this Sunday, this weekend, where he can, you know, the kids and the family and, you know, collection, you know, standing next to all the race cars that he's won Bathurst in, you know, all, all, there's, there's, there's just a million ways to do it. And, you know, punching out a press conference 
on that Friday morning is the ultimate example of, you know, and they tried to throw as much respect at him as possible, the CEO and all, all the rest of it. But, you know, we, we all know what this sport does when it wants to make a very big announcement. Mm. And normally, not on track, on a race weekend, you all go somewhere else and, um, you know, that's, that's, that's what we it seemed- So these, these are the giveaways. These are the giveaways that, that, that they were obviously planning the show because something else has come up. Fine, we'll deal with that later. But the fact that there wasn't anything else around it other than just, oh, oof, we got away with that on the Friday. Now let's talk about quality. Yeah, it's um, yeah. It'll be look, be interesting to see when it gets to Bathurst. I mean, it, it makes Bathurst uh, just that little bit bigger. I think this year again, bigger than it um, that it has with um, that. that Who's he going to co-drive with? Oh, next year when he's in the Enduros, who who will he jump in with? Well, I, I assume it's going to be Jamie because they've shared cars before, they've won <laughs> races together before. That's probably the most logical choice. Well, yeah, I, he. I, yeah, he was saying on trackside the other night that he's a little bit shorter than Van Geers and a little bit taller than Winkup. So I think he would prefer... He's the Goldilocks bear in the middle. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> She's just right. <laughs> so I, I think um, I think he'd prefer Winkup because those two work very well uh, together. You know, they've won Bathurst, you know, three times before. Um, it'll just be interesting to see if he is part of that you know, if he gets the choice, if he gets the choice between those other two, or he gets uh, a co-driver role at whoever fills his seat. Oh, if the seat gets filled, yeah. Like does Roland just scale back to two cars? Because that's would would be much easier to manage. Sure. Than three cars. Yeah. Like, or what's the announcement coming? There has to be something coming. They're changing mm. to Nissan. Oh. Yeah, but, but could be. <laughs> <laughs> you, you never know. <laughs> The announcement is that uh, the Triple Eight is selling out to Tixford, and then they're all going to go to Nissan. Oh. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> well, speak, speaking of Told speak, you boys, one and only appearance. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll be back. Don't I worry. Um, Every bridge ablaze. <laughs> speaking of Tixford, they were terrible at, at Townsville. I mean, we saw Mostert and the double stack blow up, um, and we we played that little clip in in trackside on Sunday. And then Stanaway showing complete disrepute for his tyres and the whole Tickford organisation by hanging it out sideways and uh, basically... Put on a good show, though. Oh, fantastic show. It gave them a red-hot spray <laughs> several times. And then uh, Frosty on, on Sunday telling um, Tim Edwards that it was the worst car he's ever driven. What is going on at Tickford? Who like there's a, obviously a lot of driver frustration there because there's yeah. not a lot of results. And if you if you track their performance over the last couple of years, it's sort of on the decline, which is um it just makes for frustrated drivers, frustrated people in the team, and it's gonna it, it shows one way or another, which is um you know as you saw, you played that stuff about Chaz, and Chaz is usually a calm, mm. really happy person. He's he's absolutely blowing up big time on the radio, which I've never heard him do before him. In the years I've raced him, which is kind of um, kind of unbelievable, really. So there you know, was a, they're, they're at breaking point. The, the drivers. There was a whole heap of frustration there, but I mean, if this was a any like any other sporting team, surely the coach would have gone. You know, with say, well, it's now up to the management team to manage all that the best they can and try and push their troops forward and and make some inroads because. 
you know, they did, it wasn't it wasn't all bad. Like Chaz had a good race on Sunday. Mark yeah. wasn't too bad on the on the Saturday. But um, they're just so sporadic. You know, ones at the back of the field, ones somewhere in the top ten. It's just it's 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 just not looking good. And I mean, we we said it on the last podcast, and and Will, I know you're away, but do you literally put all your eggs in one basket and go, you know what, bugger it, we're going to win Bathurst this year, and that'll make this whole year better? Or do you try? I mean, I know it's the last year of the Falcon for them, and do you keep trying to develop that thing, or do you just go, you know what, let's look at the Mustang? But then, how how do you win Bathurst? I don't think that I think the sports in position now where you can't just switch off from all the races that lead up to Bathurst and focus on Bathurst. I mean, if you, you're working on development, you're working on getting the car right, You all those principles apply to all the other tracks that you're going to go to, ultimately, to a point, I would have thought. So exactly. if you're still throwing development effort in, that's going to pay off at all the other places and you, you make the car better driving it on the track, I would have thought. Exactly. And if only we had a Bathurst winner here. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly, I won it. Oh. Certainly. We've drunk out of it. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but, it's, but it's true, though, that, 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 that you, can't, you, you can't just you know, flum a Bathurst. It's all about a year's worth of good development, good performance, exactly. the idea of just pulling it all together and turning up in October. It doesn't work. It doesn't work, and I think they're that team's holding on to the, uh, the 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 golden the golden egg, which they think is going to be the Mustang next year, which which kind of doesn't really make sense because you know the, the category is so close, mm. and you know the, it's so closely controlled that you know year on year there's not a big change as far as um you know aero shape goes and whatnot. Make there's a little bit of difference here and there, but like I found from going from last year's. Um, VF to the ZB wasn't a huge, huge, big jump, so I don't see how they've how they're holding onto that thing and just looking for the next hope, which is next year. I don't understand. They're they're, they're cutting their losses already. Yeah. Look, I, I I think that you know, I, I look, I think the burnout um, was disgraceful, and no matter how bad your performance is, uh, and no matter how bad the tool you, is around you, you yeah, don't trash it. it. Yeah. No, mm. like there's a, there's a, there's a team, and you're an employee. And it shows a certain level of ill discipline that um, I think is disgraceful. Um, yeah. I think the actual, you know, the the biggest example of, of, of how wobbly things are was the double stack because you can't just help but go, how the hell did that happen? Mm. Like we understand you can't find an extra tenth or two tenths or this, you know, uh, um, you know, um, tactics. But how the hell does that happen well, um, the- at that moment? Yeah, that double stack was unfortunate because Frosty had a puncture and he literally just fired into the pit lane and told them on his way in that he was coming. So they had to quickly scramble, which is why Mostert was so frustrated that when he got there that Frosty was already there because he was he thought that he had a clear pit lane. So I understand that little frustration and unfortunately you know the uh, that wasn't picked up fully in the in the broadcast, but the the Stanaway stuff for me was just like wow, you can see that frustration that it's just all come out at the one time, and someone at at Tickford would just be just hulking in the back, just going, "What the hell do I pull?" The how, I mean, that debrief must be fantastic. <laughs> but if that was me, if I was still an employee for that team, they probably would have sacked me. <laughs> so absolutely. So is Stanaway 
I mean, he's, uh, I mean, he was touted as kind of one of the next big things last year after his performance at the Enduros, and this year he's been really kind of nowhere. I mean, how do you pick him up and, you know, pick him up and build his confidence back up after after that? Well, the key thing is he never said he was. He never said any of those things. He never said that he was going to come out here and be a threat. He never said he was going to come out here and win races. He said, this year, this is the year that I learn the category, learn all the tracks, and we'll see how we go. So, yeah, yeah it is a pretty everyone, big speed bump, though. Everyone knows how hard it is um, to, to enter the category, or well, this category, work with the engineer, make your car faster than everyone else around you. Um, and then you've got, you know, veterans of the sport, Mark and Chaz and Cam, who aren't really doing much better than him. So, you know, he's got not a lot of... Not a lot of guidance from those guys. It's it's so hard. It's just that people don't understand how difficult it can be. Mm. On the on the flip side, it was a return to form for for Triple Eight and Red Bull and Wink Up and Van Gisbergen basically dominated that weekend, kind of showing their Adelaide street circuit form again. Is this an ominous period coming into to Ipswich next week, Will? Um, I guess the ZB is. Like Ipswich is the one track that the ZB has got a lot of miles on um, for Triple Eight, but oh, it's hard to say. Like QR, like is I'm sure, I'm sure, like Dave, I'm sure you could attest. QR's a weird place in terms of how conditions. <laughs> Ipswich and... is a weird place. <laughs> <laughs> you love it. Uh, <laughs> What a place! <laughs> but, yeah, it's a it's a place where time of day, conditions on the day can wildly affect form, and no matter how many logs you, laps you log there, it may all be redundant when you roll the car out for P one or qualifying. So it's definitely a positive, and it'll put a spring in their step. And old mate, who we talked about at the top of the show, Craig Lowndes, has always gone well there. So there's no reason to think that Triple Eight won't be a threat in their own backyard. Well, he's the CL is the most winningest driver at QR, so we'll see if that he can return to form. And I mean, it would be fantastic for him to get a race win there. Let's, um, you know, apart from Dave, obviously. Um, <laughs> no, if if Lounsey did win, I'd, I'd even go down the podium and watch. <laughs> ah, that's awesome! Yeah. Well, the last time he wins, you never know. Well, well that's true. Yeah. Um, Why Davey's going to get the fans, mate? Correct. No, no. We're, we're, we're trying because I'm a I'm a big fool. Everyone <laughs> loves a giant fool. <laughs> but it's like, but when you when you're talking about the the, the performance, I mean, what was uh, what was interesting was the sort of things Jamie in particular was saying publicly in the lead up to it that they'd basically gone back to the way they were doing things last year, and I know there's this sort of world of foxing, but you know, it's fairly obvious that you know. If they can just get that, that that final bit right, then they've got all the speed to uh, to rip away. Mm. They're they're absolutely devastating when the team sort of is playing buffer games, um, uh, you know, allegedly, of course. Uh, is that the um, you know they're, they're, they're devastating once once you sort of get one eyed side of them, and you saw that happen to uh, to Scotty. But in terms of the next little while, um, I don't think we're about to hit um, you know a blue period for these guys because. You know, yes, okay. Well, I mean, Dave has proved, and sorry, man, it sounds like a massive suck up, but um, Dave's proven <laughs> that if you've, if you've got the plums, um, second row can turn into first by the end of the first corner. He's now made um, the excitement of the start 
that it could be a massive reordering of things mm. and on courses where it's going to be shorter and harder to pass, if you can start to belt away or, you know, say if it is that, that, that ends up on pole, if you scramble their head a little bit and they're in second or third by the end of the first corner, well, we know that that, that can scramble their heads. And also, like DJR, um, has, has played a pretty amazing tactical game and certainly the way they were able to play Scotty back into it on the Sunday mm. shows that, again, if he qualifies first but ends up in fourth, they have every chance of being able to, to strategy him back towards the front. So that's what's the most exciting thing about this year and this series is you've got, you've got you know, the, the, the big shiny, you know, the big shiny team in, in, in Triple Eight who've stumbled a bit but are starting to find it. You've got the balls in, the balls in Reynolds and that incredible team. And you've got the, uh, and you've got the form and, uh, and, uh, and tactics of DJR. So we just get into this. It's not sort of bullshit media close. Like, it's, it's proper close. And that was, that was my next point is McLaughlin's drive. I mean, he, you know, on Sunday, um, it, you know, he got a po- podiums on both days and then, you know, apologised to the team that his driving was sucky, that it was, that was a terrible drive both days and the team basically carried him through. So for me, that was, that was interesting that when he's not on form, as he would put it, He's still getting podiums. I wish I could say that. (laughs) 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 That's what it's like at the top, though. All the cars, um, you know, the Red Bull cars were so fast on the weekend um, that no one really had an answer for them. So everyone else was scrambling for third. Mm. And I think my car was good enough for third on... um, Sunday, but we bent something in the rear of it, and it was a bit of a piece of shit after that. But yeah, I wish I could have that, you know, confidence that if if I wasn't driving the best, my car would still be good enough, fast enough for third. But it's not, you know, if I'm not driving the best or my car's not working the best, you know, we're looking um, sort of from fourth, sixth, seventh, eighth, even, mm. which is not 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 the way you want to go um, challenging the championship. Yeah, I was going to say it was a, it was a nice dive by you on the on the Sunday, Dave, down the down the the outside. But down the did, outside, yeah, yeah, well, mate. I always get good starts. Um, <laughs> it's one of the it's it's something everyone goes. How do you get good starts? And I'm and I honestly say I don't even know what I do. I couldn't even <laughs> I couldn't take you through a step by step process of what goes on. But something it just clicks and it all just seems to happen for me. And I, <laughs> I always make a couple of spots at the start. But, um, yeah, like I always – when you run the outside line, you, you're playing the, the low percentage move. It doesn't really – it doesn't pay off all the time. Um, but lately it has been mm. because the tracks have been wide enough and um, the tyre grip was there and I've been able to do it. It was uh, – <laughs> there, there was a few drivers that I think were warned about the Reynolds start um, who were kind of watching them, watching you in your mirrors, seeing if you were going to come oh, left or right. Cool. So it's good. You, you've got starting to build a reputation for the Reynolds start. So it's not a bad yeah. thing. Yeah, the first couple of laps are great, and then the rest of the race is boring. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Dave, is there, is there a weird thing where, you know, you've, I know we, when we talked about it at the track, I was like, well, surely, you know, after you realised you could break late and do what you did in the, on the Saturday in Darwin, you must have sat around and thought, oh, well, time to go hard, break late and see what happens. And you were saying, no, it's all instinctive but is now that it's sort of become a thing in a couple of rounds that people are looking forward to part of the excitement the tv coverage will pump up all the rest of it like do you expect it to be as effective in the next couple of rounds because it's a bit like you know 
if you were, you know, when you're a teenager or whatever, when you used to go and dack people, after a while the surprise was. <laughs> 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 and they can see Davey's coming. Yeah, like, I'm not sure. It's up to, it depends where I qualify and, and whatnot, but, you know, most, some of the other drivers will be aware of it from now on and try, probably try and cover me or um, they're going to try and do it himself and get the advantage. Yeah. So or open their door on you. Open, yeah, or just turn me off the track. <laughs> <laughs> um, a few other quick points from the from the race weekend. Uh, Will Davison, complete shocker. Had a great qualifying, great he start. He was the fastest forward there. Yeah. But then yeah, on... there's nothing. He was having a great time, and then in the races it didn't work out for him. He had but... that bad shunt in race um, race two yeah. on Sunday. But otherwise, mm. he, made, he had good pace. I was racing with him. Um, it was driving the car well. You know, he was, you know, the number one forward. It's incredible. That and they... he had a stuffed ankle. Yeah. I know. It would, yeah. Um, again, we, we also saw the, the Nissan Cup rear its head with uh, Caruso <laughs> and uh, Simona turning each other around at the at the start of uh, the, the Sunday race, which didn't go down too well because apparently she didn't apologise to Caruso and there's a little bit of uh, a brouhaha at the end of the race. But... Um, they, yeah, they, she, knows she doesn't she have to worry about the Christmas party. <laughs> 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 yeah. There it is. Apparently, that's that's the hot tip that she's going to take uh, Lounsey's spot. The hot tip. There you go. Well, I don't know how true that is, but I saw rumours has been be. circulating since like since since early in the year, like or not so much to take Lounsey's spot, but that's where she was headed to Triple Eight. Mm. Really? Surely it can't be. Yeah. Well, the other hot I tip mean, is Chaz is in there. Um, Roland likes Chaz and wants a three-car fast operation. I tell you what, if yeah. you, if you Chaz, you can't get to Triple Eight fast enough. I reckon. Mm. Get out Correct, of Tickford yeah. and get there. Um, Dave, you, one of your, uh, your your teammate had a little bit of a kerfuffle and kind of finished Caruso off on on Sunday. Wanted to see yes. a little bit more of the back of his car. Um, what yes. did he say after? <laughs> well. Um, he said Caruso broke early, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Well, that's, when you're defending and you're on the inside, you tend to break a little bit earlier. Yeah. And he just drilled him. Oh, he just he just made a, a bad judgment call. You know, he's, he is quite inexperienced at the end of the day. He's only this is his first time in the series. He's still got plenty of speed in him, um, but he just yeah just made a bad judgment call. And we do that from time to time when we're learning. And and. Yeah, collectively, we, we, you know, you've got to cut a guy like that a lot of slack, not just because of that inexperience, baby, but also the fact that he, he was able to get to a shootout so early in the season. So, you know, you just, your confidence would be a little bit further ahead of where the muscle memory is, a little bit further ahead Mate, of where exactly the right. experience is. And that just means, you know, just push that a little bit too much. Exactly right. You know, he's, he might be... Might this is just my take on it. he might be slow starting to get ahead of himself and expecting those awesome results all the time which I know um, I've been in the category for a long time doesn't happen all the time mm. and he was just you know his expectations were a little bit too high and you know this, this, this gets ahead of himself but that's up to us to try and rein him in and say you know it's all part of the learning process um, you know we still back here we still believe in you uh, just, just be cautious next time that's all we can really say to him like, I don't, I don't mind, uh, you know, I don't mind if he has the odd bad result, because Fed, you can't be that good looking and drive a fast car and just have a little go away. <laughs> He's got good hair, doesn't he? Oh, mate, you've got to have the occasional <laughs> knock in life. Bloody hell. 
<laughs> the, the, one of the, the drivers who impressed me, especially amongst the rookies, was Todd Hazelwood, who popped his shoulder out on the Saturday, which, you know, and then went to drive on the, the Sunday. I mean, that, that takes some serious kahunas to, to get back in the car and be in that much pain to, to do a full race. I've, I've actually had the exact same thing happen to me. About 10, 13 years ago, I was racing Carrera Cup, and a car cut me off, and it, like, literally pulled my shoulder out of its socket and reefed it back in all fun, all on the piss. And it was so, so painful. You know, the gear changes were painful. The turn in the wheel was painful. I actually had to go get surgery at the end of the year to get it fixed. So oh, I, I wouldn't... Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure Todd would be under the same sort of regimen that I was under. You know, he'll go see the surgeon... I actually should bring him and tell him yeah. what happened to me. <laughs> Give him a bit of support. Share, share the love. Um, now, now, Will, we're going to do a, a new thing on the, the podcast called the Friday Poll. Do you want to take us through it? Yeah, sure thing. So, Are we going to do Repco Tool of the Week or Snap-on Tool of the Week? <laughs> we can. Let's we focus can. on getting, the sp- getting other sponsors, like the beer sponsor okay. or the burger sponsor on board first. Just I'll go give you a free spanner. <laughs> hey, what was that? Just go to just go for betting. Like this, that's where the money is these days. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe for an all female team. There's also money there. <laughs> anyway, the Friday poll question for this week. There's been talk that Supercars is investigating swapping to a summer series, so starting late in the year and running all its events through the summer, avoiding the football codes, and then finishing it early in the year. Um, Boys, what do we think? I love it. It's the greatest idea I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah, I'm dead serious, because, you know, like, uh, they're going up against the two football codes, which are probably the biggest sports in Australia. Um, why do we have to run over winter? Why do we have to run in the year? Why can't we run, um, you know, in the summer season? The weather would be better. They'd sell more beer, sell more tickets. More people would come, possibly. Uh, more camping might get sold. You know, it's, it's, it's a win-win, and we don't rival the big sports. But even though, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm actually, I actually really like it. But it's going to be hard on us drivers because racing at 40 degrees most of the time yeah. is going to kill us. I was going to say, good luck in Darwin in January, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, they'd try and do it more in the dry season, and if they did the calendar well, like it's, it, could, it could work out really well. And it, and then in the winter, I could go to Europe and stay over there for a couple of weeks. <laughs> the old endless Keep summer. my girlfriend happy that wants to go to Europe summer every every year. No, oh. it's good. Yeah, would recommend. Um, I mean, so so do we? I mean, if you were doing the ideal calendar, would you start off with the enduros and then go through to Adelaide being your last event? I mean, what do you what do you think? I'm not sure they could have like a they could have like the whole championship was done the whole year. They can have an enduro cup, they can have a sprint cup, they can have you know, they can have many different um, marketable, sellable things to make the sport more attractive. The Christmas cup, Christmas cup. I've got to say, I think that, um, you know, look, I think that the summer thing, you know, I mean, Dave, you're obviously the guy's got to do it. I take it on board. You and, uh, But the problem with the summer thing is that, look, I mean, TV's not going to work because cricket's the big investment made in lots of different places. So that I think might have been a, a chat before there was an awful lot of cricket to put on the telly. But, um, yeah. 
I, I, I mean, I just think, I do think there's too many rounds, and I think yes. that what will be really interesting is when in Sydney when they're condensing it down to one day and one day's worth of race. So rather than you know, I don't like the summer thing because. Yeah, yes, there's all of these chances of, of holiday time and all the rest of it, but you know, like like the, the, the like corporate support's so important, and all of those things are more likely to happen during a normal working year rather than having a huge yeah. amount of time off. It's fairly obvious that that the the sport has to end. Like it always feels to, to non to non supercars fans, it's always strange that there's anything after Bathurst. But I yes. think the sport's done a good job by not just having one more round after Bathurst, but now punching out a couple more rounds after Bathurst. And because Newcastle was so successful, that's starting to, to build well. But my view is, overall, I think there are too many rounds. And if we are yep, going to continue agree. having the same amount of rounds, why not see what happens in Sydney and see whether sort of 300-point, one-day-in, one-day-out things, um, you know, for the smaller tracks and all the rest of it. Because as fans, with no disrespect to some of the smaller tracks and... I, uh, I understand we said four wheel about burning bridges everywhere. It's my style occasional. Is, uh, <laughs> is, I love is, it. Rather than all, you know, let's have 20 laps, you know, on the Saturday and 20 laps on the Sunday, let's bang it out and do it for 300 points and make it more exciting at these smaller places. Possibly, yeah. But I, I do think we race too much. You know, we go to too many rounds. Um, the, the season's too long. You know, they, they do need to condense it and and possibly branch out and look at some you know the, 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 there's talk about going to um, Geelong like a street race at Geelong you know target more of that sort of regional Australia rather than the big city stuff because the big big city is kind of hard to do and it kind of doesn't work as we saw at Homebush you know it was Absolutely. an awesome track mm. it was good for maybe a couple of years and then it died off and no one came well look at Townsville last weekend where what it's 150,000 people it was 10 years in um, you know they did it I mean they so good that that uh, and I don't think we give enough praise to them as promoters about this. They they really do spend properly on the you know the rock acts that turn up on Saturday night. And, yep. You know I was I was in uh, old horses. I was in Bogan Heaven exactly <laughs> with Daryl Braithwaite and and and, and, and Fancy banging it out. But yeah, those are good awesome. proper you know proper things that make it and a, a real event. That also again if you make it all about the Saturday or all about the Sunday then you can make sort of one big day of it. But the truth is, obviously, they want to spread it as far as possible, ticket sales, rah, rah, rah. But the future of the sport has to be to go to places, uh, not just where the state government will pay for you to turn up, but when it's the biggest thing that happens in town all year, and then you're able to get 100,000 people turn up in a city of only 200,000. And that's that was an incredible. 150,000 people in Townsville. The whole joint suddenly got, what, 180,000? Mm, something like that, that, yeah. Less than 200. But like I was telling at- everyone, I'd love, to, I'd love to be a punter on the sad day, you know. Go to the races, it was a good day, it wasn't too hot, too cold. Um, go to the races all day and then go scream at the top of your lungs, horses all night. Like a, <laughs> your old, 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 I would have just loved to have been a punter that day. It would have been a fantastic day. Well, that straight was down to Flinders Street to top it off. Yeah, correct. That was the best <laughs> thing about, the best thing about uh, um, Homebush, to be honest was because it was sort of the first place they threw in these concerts where the Saturday was just this mega day. But the great thing was, too, is that, you know, sort of the dickheads were all kind of drunk out. So the Sunday became this really cool family day. And I remember trying to get mates, 
introduced to the sport because you could stand, and that's the amazing thing about Townsville, you can stand on the bloody straight and your, your organs are rearranged by the noise that mm. we all <laughs> take for granted. You know, you take for granted if you've been in the pits, but if you haven't, like, you know, most people probably listening to us, that's the best thing about these regional circuits is that, you know, you know all the, the temporary fencing and you can stand there and the bloody thing's two metres away from you. And, mm. you know, yeah. good luck, right? Good luck rugby league doing that when you can buy a ticket and stand on the sideline or buy a you know their version of a paddock pass and walk into the walk into the, the the change room. That's the great thing about this sport, and that's why taking it to more regionals in winter um, is the way to go. For <laughs> well, speak, the original question. Speak, speaking of, of <laughs> semi-regional events, we're off to Ipswich in the uh, next week. Uh, Will who do you, you know? I know we've. We often speak about, you know, the home teams being strong, you know, Red Bull, uh, Shell V-Power. But uh, last year it was Mostert who took one of the race wins. So hopefully they've got – the Tickford can find some form and their setups from last year to, to at least be competitive this year. That's the other thing with Tickford. Like, it's a different tie this year. And it's funny how their form from this year is starting to mirror – is largely mirroring the form that they showed in 2016 – on that similar tyre. So I'm not sure we can all hope that they're back up in the fight this week or next weekend, but may not be the case. Um, I do think it's probably going to be a showdown between Triple Eight and DJR Team Penske. Would be good to see Dave in amongst it as well, of course. But I think the Nissans might actually might actually been, be in the hunt as well because you look back at the years where they've been strong, relatively strong, QI is a place they've done well. Like, you think back that Moth got a pole position here a few years ago. It's yeah. I wouldn't count them out for bouncing back and having a strong result next weekend. Right. Cool. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's good. Um, Dave, are you... I know it's a circuit that you haven't, haven't won at yet, but... Um, are you looking forward to to the circuit? I know that it's a you know not one of your favourite events, but you know how do you think you're going to go? Well, it's like how many rounds we go to? Sixteen. Mm-hmm. About that. It's probably me. It's my number sixteenth favourite. So <laughs> <laughs> it's your seventeenth favourite after you've been. So mate, I don't know. I just oh, it's it's just I don't know. There's nothing inviting about it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but part of my part of being part of well, part of me in my job is to forget all that shit and just go there and try and give give my team the best performance I can give them regardless of whether I like it I love it hate it whatnot so you know that's a bit of a challenge for me um, as long as but I think it's because I've never had I've never had a podium or a pole there mm-hmm. you know, if if the results came maybe I might start to like it so. I don't know. Maybe Dunlop should give me some better ties to like the place. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon you need to just have a completely different approach. You need to go to uh, to the Sizzler at Ipswich. Get some of that cheese bread in you. You know, just just love that cheese little... bread. Oh, mate, how good is it? How good is it? It's like it's, it's like best. KFC. If they just sold the yeah. if they just sold the skin, I'd pay twenty. <laughs> Just go get some of that cheese bread in you. Enjoy the fact that people can go and camp on the side, you know, and park their car on the side of the track. You know, just come yeah. at it from a different angle. Drive to the track a different way than you did last year, mate. I do. I, I need to do something different because what I've done there in the past hasn't worked. I think my best result's fourth, which is not too bad, but, you know, it's not, not well-better stuff. 
I mean, for, for, for spectating, I mean, Ipswich is a great circuit because you oh, can so park your car. You can go to. Yeah, you can sit on the mm. hill and watch the whole thing in front of you. So um, it's not all oh, yeah. bad. It's just a, one of those simple little layouts that um, needs to be uh, extended. Yeah. I, I, was, I would have liked to see the extension get up, but for whatever reason, that never happened. So, you know, hopefully... Right. You're right about council. Yeah, that parking, yeah, well, if there is a council anymore, is, is a, 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 a few stories there, kids. Is the, um, you know, I, I love that idea of, uh, you know, of people being able to park at the track. Also, from the TV perspective, this was where last year um, Fox sort of started getting into the drone game, mm. really, and, mm. and geez, it looks good because... You know, there's all the reasons why drone shots are different than helicopter shots, but the the drone shots really sell um, the sport. Really, really good. Mm, so cool. Like it's like it's a really cool. This is the thing. Like it is a cool TV offering. That, you know, it can be a really cool um, spectator experience wherever you happen to go. But in terms of form, like mate, you know, I, I, this is this is my favourite year because I, uh, I I'm, I'm all in on uh, on DJR and all in on Erebus. So I don't give a shit who's one and two as long as that's the front row. Thanks, brother. All right, so we've got the points at the moment. Is McLaughlin leads Van Gisbergen Van Gisbergen by 131 points, uh, and the the gap has just narrowed just a little bit after McLaughlin's third place. And the team's championship, Rebel Holland Racing Team, le- leads Shell V Power by 69 points, and Mobile One Close. boosts Mobile whatever they're called, is 912 points behind. Oh, so there's HRT. a big gap. The old HRT. Um, line one, yeah. one control line one. <laughs> Boys, thank you for... for <laughs> <laughs> Boys, thank you for your time today. Oh. David, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on, PM. You're a legend. Absolute star. Yeah. Thank you, That's great. You should, you should I love, go for I love Prime Minister. I'll vote for you. <laughs> oh, that's it. You can drive the com car, mate. You know, imagine, <laughs> imagine you at the front with the, with the PMs, uh, with the flag on the front. Oh, Thanks I, for having I, me, guys. I, I, I apologise to everyone in the sport I've offended, um, but, you know, it's what a fat bloke has to do. No, to we'll, we'll definitely get you back on, and we're, uh, we're all behind getting uh, Reynolds a... Uh, a statue in the middle of Albury and PM for PM. I guess that's what we're going to go with. So, oh, oh well, I'm going to get into this Albury thing. I'm going to rip and tear them in your asshole if they don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> this this thing this thing's got to happen. Uh, Will, thanks very much for your time. Absolute pleasure. And um, we will see you all in the next after the next round at Ipswich.